What is up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in on the Fresh Prentice Podcast. Uh, so, this episode is going to be all about plumbing. Uh, what what you can expect. Uh, what the trade is. More detailed. I mean, after this episode, it's most likely going to be a pipe fitting episode. Um, but uh, yeah. So let's let's get right into it. So uh plumbing you know there's a lot of misconceptions definitely there's a lot of misconceptions so i mean at first when you think of a plumber you're probably going to you're probably going to see uh some dude with a trucker's cap on you know he could be in a work uh a work uniform maybe maybe like a one-piece uniform or a long collared shirt or something um just something maybe professional if not he's probably in a t-shirt and some jeans with some work boots on uh you're probably gonna think he looks like 300 pounds eating a greasy ass burger from carl's jr uh or mcdonald's or burger king and uh you know he's just messy greasy very unprofessional um so just to actually precursor that what i'm mostly going to be focusing on the industrial side of plumbing so you got you got different classifications right industrial slash commercial so those are plumbers that are going to go in and and uh they're just putting in bigger pipe or or more complex systems than a a residential plumber would uh, but anyways, back back to the topic. So a, a plumber, probably very unprofessional, uh, and he's got a a plumber's crack, maybe about two feet long up his back. So <clears throat> the truths about that, I mean, obviously, all all plum there. So plumbers come in all shapes and sizes. Right, you may get the dude that's 300 pounds eating a greasy burger, or or you may get some skinny dude or a buff dude. It, it really just depends. Um, you know they may be messy, but but for the most part, especially a reputable plumber is going to get the job done right and on time, and hopefully within the budget that you're looking for. Uh, they can also be very professional, right? Because um, in order to keep your business, I think, personally, uh, you you should be professional. Just be very professional in order to keep that business, in order to keep you as a customer. Uh, as far as the plumber's crack goes, that's, that's included. But, I mean, it's a very expensive one, you know. That, that plumber's crack is, is definitely paid for, for sure. Uh, another thing <clears throat> is, uh, let me see here. I just got to refer to notes so I can stay on track. So, I mean, you may think a, a plumber charges too much, but unfortunately that's, that's just the way the world is. 
because nobody wants to be a plumber. Everybody wants to go do something else. And, and there's not there's nothing wrong with that something else. There's there's nothing wrong with that. The thing is, is it's not it's not attractive to be a plumber. You know, unfortunately, most people don't when when they see shit, they just see gross. You know, if, if you're a plumber, when you see shit, you see money usually. And uh, that's the reason for charging too much. If there's not much people doing a trade, they can control the market however they want. That's that's just that's just the name of the game. You know, you're kind of to the will of the plumber and uh it it really depends what kind of personality they're gonna have i mean for me like i said i would prefer to be more professional you know straight up with the customer and 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 very honest that's that's the other thing honest you know plumbing as a trade as i'm reading through it through uh history and and the heritage of the ua I'll get into the UA later, but I mean, plumbing was very honest, as as was all blue collar jobs. Very honest. It's what it's what America was built on, in my opinion. Now, the the way the world is going with technology, there's there's also nothing wrong with that. To me, I see those as as kind of future trades, because I mean, you got to think a software engineer is looking like a plumber, but but for software, obviously. So that's that's kind of like a future technology trade. In my opinion, um, pretty soon here, you know, I feel personally everybody's going to have to have some kind of programming experience. But uh, that's that's just me. That's that's because I'm a millennial and, you know, that's just the way I see the world works. I just kind of accept it for what it is. But but I mean, also at the same time, there's still jobs here to be done that are very blue collar. Um that are not white collar in, in, in any aspect of the job description. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to be working with your hands, but for me, honestly, working with my hands and seeing something go, uh, something come from nothing is, is, it means all the difference to me because I, I get the satisfaction of saying, you know, I helped, I was in that building. You may not see my work, but it's the reason the toilet is flushing and it's the reason nobody's getting sick from cholera very respectable uh, but anyways I, I kind of went way off topic even though I have notes but anyways so charging too much I mean when you hire a plumber you're paying them for what they know right you're paying them because hopefully that plumber knows how your system works and how to diagnose your problem and how to fix it on time and uh, you know hopefully within your budget but I mean as as budgets go you know it it really depends on the type of plumber you hired uh the other thing is is it's not rocket science but you do need a license for it so you need a license for it in order to protect the health of the systems you're repairing or installing if you don't have that license you're going to get fined and possibly serve some jail time i mean um as far as work goes I mean, also stealing work. I get it if you're a DIYer, that's fine. You know, you're not going to really get dinged if you're unclogging your sink or or uh, checking the P-trap for a clog or uh, replacing your toilet. You know, that's fine. But there's wi- there's right ways to do it. And also, if, if it's on a more complex level that your problem is... Um, and you try to fix those systems by 
looking on a YouTube or Google search, uh, you will get fined for sure. And, uh, but I mean, that's the separation, you know, once you start going inside the wall or under your ground, it, it, it can get kind of, uh, kind of, you know, tricky. But, uh, for the most part, I mean, it, it, and those DIY things, they're, they're perfectly fine to do. I mean, in my eyes, whatever, I mean, changing a toilet or unclogging your sink, that's just a YouTube search away and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It, I mean, you're, you're kind of helping out a little bit, uh, if you told the plumber, like, hey, man, uh, I, I got a new toilet and everything. I cleaned the closet flange off for you, and it's it's all ready to go. I mean, you save that dude some time. Maybe took a little bit of money, but, I mean, definitely now he can move on and just, uh, you know, move on to a bigger job or one that costs more money. Um, but that's the thing, though. You know, you need a license for it in order to do it, and not many people are willing to get that license. Um, for here in my state, you need at least four years of experience through a a uh, apprenticeship, or a, it's a certain number of hours I forget. But either way, you need to put in the time, or time and money. You know, so I mean, it's 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 really up to you. Because I mean, if you go through the apprenticeship, you you serve your time four years for sure. But by the time you graduate on the fifth year where you turn out, um, your, you, you will have your plumbing license. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, uh, that you will have that license and it's up to you to keep it renewed because it does certain, certain things in the code change each year, each year. So that's why it's renewed on a yearly basis. I believe if I'm not mistaken. Now, mind you, I'm only in my second year, but I've, I've already been studying for it here. Uh, we follow the UPC 2018, so that stands for U uh, Uniform Plumbing Code uh, 2018 year, obviously. But um, that's the one we follow. And, and in the test, it's, um, man, I want to say an hour and a half open book and then two hours of no open book i believe but uh yeah it's a pretty big test i uh, don't quote me on this i'm pretty sure it's over 100 questions well yeah that makes sense i just said 100 and then one whatever uh it's a pretty big test but you do need to pass with a um a c grade or better i mean you should obviously shoot for an a but i mean a c grade is the passing now, once you get that, I mean, you're in the clear. But once you get that license, you're expected to know what you're doing. You know, it, and it's fine to reference, but, I mean, once you get that license, I mean, sky's the limit there. Um, <clears throat> but another thing for charging too much, uh, controlling the market, obviously. Uh, and the reason you see those little charges is probably because... You know, they're, they're after normal operating hours. It could be a service charge to cover the gas to even get to your house. Uh, and, uh, I mean, only some people do that service charge, whatever, you know. But you got to take into all those factors of, uh, you know, what why it's costing so much to replace your toilet. I mean, or why it's costing so much to get to... Um, <clears throat> get to your problem in your house. 
and uh that's that's just the thing i mean also with plumbing you know most homeowners aren't comfortable with cutting open the wall but i mean all the plumbing in your house is, is probably going to be in wall so i mean there you go that's another cost and that's another trade you have to hire is 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 a drywaller you know a framer or something um but that that's just why it could cost too much you know um but it's up to you to gauge i mean I, personally what i would do is to get second opinions all the time just to kind of see you know how how prices change uh you could see somebody's reputation i mean obviously if some dude's trying to charge you the cheapest uh you know he, he's probably not knowing what he's doing um to be honest i mean sorry if that offends some people but i mean if you're charging like a buck per hour i mean dude you're 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 probably a shitty plumber and and uh you know you just need a quick buck um but if some dude's charging you an arm and a leg then then it's kind of like okay then you have to go off your best judgment um why is this dude charging so much can i see like some past customers some past work he's done you know and, and he could have a reasonable point he could have a reasonable point to charge that much but i mean maybe there's a sweet spot in the middle so maybe get at least three opinions three different opinions or quotes for your type of job and then you can kind of gauge from there uh, what you want to do but uh as as far as that goes i always follow the slogan you know cheap labor ain't good and good labor ain't cheap and that's just the way things go uh I mean, you're going to especially hear that from a union guy because they went to school for five years. You do get some bad apples, some guys who, you know, haven't fully really understood what they're doing in school. But I mean, for the guys who say that, the guys who do say that slogan, I mean, they're going to know what they're doing and they're going to price themselves, you know, in that upper echelon because they feel that their work is worth that much that you're paying and you're going to be happy about it because you know you spent that extra money everybody's happy you're going to get good work in return and uh that's that's why i think some people can charge too much um or why different plumbers charge the way they do so uh yeah anyways giant 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 um off-topic rant there but uh anyway so uh being a respectable trade so in me in my opinion honestly uh plumbing is very respectable you know like i touched on a couple minutes ago you do need a license for it because you have the health of 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 people you have other people's health in your hands pretty much obviously there's going to be quality control and somebody's going to probably come in and fix your mess if you did do it wrong but i mean that that's the whole reason you need the license is because hopefully when you have that license it shows that you know what you're doing and you don't need anybody to check up your work obviously someone's going to need to see the finished product is going to be it's going to need to be tested 
and uh, all that jazz. But for the most part, you know, it's or for all of it. Um, to me personally, plumbing is very respectable, <clears throat> and uh, that's that's because you you got to think so. Let's let's start from the top. So, what comes to mind when I say a respectable trade is is because so I'm surfing online, you know, I'm I'm learning about my heritage and everything in the union. Sorry, um, but uh, um, I I see this poster, right? And and just just as a side note, you know, like I always say, I, I don't have anything against non-union you know i'm i'm not anti-non-union um i i i would say everybody should join a union but that's that's just me that's just my opinion you know take it with a grain of salt if you don't like it um but what comes to mind when i think of plumbing is is a a poster i think it was in the 50s or 60s right so it's it's a guy you know, obviously this was 50s or six early, maybe late 50s, early 60s. And, and it's a guy with coveralls, you know, nor, uh, how they would dress normally for work is, is right. The coveralls and and uh, long, it looked almost like a dress shirt. It was crazy how people dressed for work back then. But it, it, it was a long collared shirt, long sleeve collared shirt with his long sleeves rolled up, right? He's crossing his arms. He's got a pipe wrench in his hand. And um, there's people below him. He, he's on like a elevated platform next to like a gas lantern, I think. Um, I could be totally misinterpreting that. But it, it looks like a gas lantern or some kind of gas fixture with fire underneath, obviously. And, and he's on an elevated platform and there's a whole bunch of people below him. You know, they're looking up to him like he's God, right? And um, the, the caption says, the plumber protects the health of the nation. And uh, that's, you know, that's, that kind of gets your, gets your blood flowing, realizing that, you know, you can make a difference in your community by being uh, in this trade, you know, being in any trade for that matter. Um, because it's it's all about at the end of the day it's it's all about community right <clears throat> it's all about community and uh it's all about protecting your community and and that's the thing you know because a plumber is is kind of like so w when you think of it a plumber plumbing plumbing systems uh anything to convey water or wastewater away from people and into a sewage system so they don't get sick so that wastewater gets treated whatever you know hot and cold water so you can shower and brush your teeth use the toilet you know all that is plumbing work and all of those things are where people are if that makes sense so wherever there's people there's plumbing you know unless it's it's in a third world place you know um then maybe they might not have plumbing but a plumber can go there and install a system hopefully if if there's resources for that but uh, in short i mean wherever a person is especially in the cities and the states anywhere there's people there is plumbing 
if that plumbing's not installed right, people are going to get sick or they're not going to get the water that they need. Right, so just think about if you flip a fitting upside down in a drainage waste and vent system, um, solvent, you know, uh, on a solvent system, cast iron or whatever, and that waste goes into another sink or another toilet or a bathtub, God forbid, I mean, you're going to be showering in shit, you're going to be drinking shit, you're going to be washing your dishes in shit, in raw sewage, you're going to be washing your dishes in piss, you're going to be brushing your teeth with someone else's piss if that plumbing system's not installed correctly and that's the whole need for the license that's the whole the whole slogan of the plumber protects the health of the nation um i mean that's the, in short that's why you have to follow code is because so you're not um, you're not infecting the system with someone else's wastewater or, or, uh, you know, it's not draining into somebody's yard or something. That's, that's, that's in short why I, I wholeheartedly believe in that poster, you know, um, because everybody's health matters. Definitely now during these times. I mean, you don't want to catch COVID from brushing your teeth from somebody else's bath water. You know what I mean? So um, that's that's why I wholeheartedly agree with that poster, 100%. You know, and I and I love what what it is I do and what it is I help with. I'm only an apprentice right now, but once I turn out, uh, it's it's sky's the limit from there. You know, and I, and I will definitely touch on that a little bit later, but. <clears throat> another long rant these notes aren't fucking helping anything i should i should have never even took these notes i'm already going off topic but uh anyways yeah so follow code if you're a journeyman follow code right if you're an apprentice still study the code and try to follow it as much as possible but anyway so the united association the the union that i'm in um it it, it does involve anything with pipe uh Except for here, underground is given to uh, the laborers for the most part. Um, uh, hold on, and I and I think those are what sewer connections. The sewer connections are given to the laborers, but whatever, yeah. Um, but yeah, the UA touches literally. Uh, UA touches literally every trade to do with, uh, so in, in the union, in, in the union I'm in, it's, 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 uh, plumbers, pipe fitters, uh, service technicians, and HVAC R, right? Heating, ventilation, air conditioning, and refrigeration. Um, that's, that's what's under our union hall in the UA. And that's, that's literally everything to do with water. Um, obviously systems that, that, uh, require chilled hot water, you know, anything, um, pretty much under the sun to do with cooling as well and also heating. So, um, yeah, that's the UA. 
But uh, yeah, the union started October 11th, 1889, and and with that, you know, unions weren't kind of, and still kind of aren't, are looked down upon, you know. But you know, I I don't really care. I I kind of have pride in the union that I'm in, and I I, I don't kind of I love the union I'm in. Let's put it at that. Um. But, uh, yeah, they started October 11th, 1889. Now, obviously, um, the members were in the, what, tens of thousands, maybe? A couple thousand? But uh, in the Great Depression, obviously, uh, numbers dropped, for sure. Uh, numbers definitely dropped. But uh, there were still those guys who stuck on, you know, brothers. We call them brothers. Uh, we call each other uh, brothers and sisters in the halls and everything um because that's 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 what it is it's a brotherhood you know we all look out for each other and that's just how it is that's just how it goes another thing is is uh during world war ii uh numbers definitely grew so memberships definitely grew during the uh during world war ii and that's because the infrastructure needed to be kept safe here as well as maintained. So it, it was kind of like the way I see it. The soldiers were on the battlefield, but all the blue collar workers were here making sure things were getting done. Making sure steel was getting, you know, fabbed together so they could have tanks. Um, plumbing was good so people could use the bathrooms and everything and all these factories. Uh, steel working, everything, welding, whatever you name it. Um, there were many jobs available. And uh, the last thing is is kind of like... Uh, so the reason a union was started is, is just to um, negotiate for a fair wage, good benefits, and, and a balanced home work life. That's, that's all it was for. You know, it, it was for balancing that work with the life you had at home so you weren't working all these long hours for nothing nowadays you know you get paid your overtime correctly and you get benefits while you're getting you know while you're working um but uh the, the important thing though is having time for your family when you get off so you're not getting off at six seven eight o'clock at night when you get off in the afternoon, you know, a typical schedule here where I'm at is, is 5, and then you work your 8 from there. What is that? 5, you get out at 1, 1 2 o'clock maybe, and and then you go home. You know, you ha that's plenty of time to do do what you need to do, yard work. Uh, I mean, if you're a millennial and play video games, you know, I still play video games. It's... it's it's cool. Hang out with family, you know, take your kids to the park, go out to eat, whatever. Homework, definitely, if you're an apprentice, you know, you have plenty of time to do that homework. Um, but but that's just it. It's just that balance, you know, finding that that little balance right there. That's that's what makes life go by a lot quicker is the balance. Um, but yeah. So, so that's all I got for that, that section. Now let's get into the industrial side of, of plumbing. So you still need a license for it, obviously, because a lot of it can translate 
to either or it can translate to industrial commercial and even residential because they have to follow the same code obviously and that's what the license is for so industrial piping or industrial plumbing excuse me so um when you step so in, the way an apprenticeship works is when you sign up you get sworn in right in, in front of in front of the uh the directors, you know, the president of the union hall, um, not the president, excuse me, the president of the local, the president of the union's a different thing, but um, yeah, you get sworn in front of all the members, right? And um, once you do that, you you get everything done and, and you're ready to go. Uh, you go to the union hall. And uh, you get dispatched, so you you tell them your name and everything, and and uh, if there's slots there for apprentices, right? If there's slots for work for apprentices, they will dispatch you out. So they're they're gonna ask you, well, they're not gonna ask you. Um, they're probably gonna give you a call and say, hey, you know, your dispatch is ready. Uh, you're gonna be working at so and so, whatever, whatever. Um, and uh, they're going to tell you to come down to the hall. Now, when you come down to the hall, um, they're going to give you a copy of your paperwork, a map of where the job site is, where to park. Um, and then uh, they're going to ask for your social and your ID, obviously. But uh, yeah, and um, that, that's how you get work. You get dispatched through the union hall. So when you first day of work you know you're gonna have it, it depends on how long their orientation is but i mean my orientation was probably like a day and a half i think and uh that's just to go over whoever the general contractor is they're gonna have their uh yeah just thought, they're gonna have their safety um orientation and then the contractor that you work for, the subcontractor, is going to have their orientation as well. And and those could take a while. It, it depends where you're at, obviously. If you're on a refinery, it could take a long time. It could take like a week, two weeks of just orientation. But you're paid for orientation, you know? So you're paid for that time that you learn safety. And kind of at least pay attention to that. Because there's some things in there that are very key, like... Uh, on the first job I went to, the key thing was no ladders. They did not want to use ladders at all. It was supposed to be a last, like, uh, a last-ditch effort if you couldn't get equipment somewhere and you needed to be in an elevated spot. But, uh, hey, yeah, so just pay attention to that safety stuff. There, it's, I know it's boring. I know it's boring, for sure. But, uh some of those things are going to have some key information in there that could that could probably help you in the future on the job site but uh yeah and then on your first day of work in industrial or new construction uh you're you're gonna get on the job site and uh and remember this is all through the union so you're gonna get on the job site you're gonna probably do a tour or whatever 
and then um, the way it was for me was we were with the general contract or not the general sorry the general foreman and uh, all the apprentices would uh, spread out to their individual foreman so their their crew foreman would uh, come pick them up show them the show them uh, where to put your tools and everything and uh, that's how it went for me um, excuse me So yeah, so you're going to split up into your different crews and um, you're going to go to your work area or wherever your morning meeting is. So I worked for Southland on my first job and uh, we always did stretch and flex, morning meetings, whatever, tailgates. Tailgates are just pretty much a, a daily newsletter on what happened, if there were any injuries anywhere. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. So you're probably going to be, if you've never done this before, obviously, you're probably going to be like me, because I've never done it before at all, but you're probably going to be in awe at the size of the job site, depending on the project. And uh, it's mostly going to be dirt. You're going to be walking on dirt. So obviously get some good boots or whatever, like I said in the past episode. Um... But uh, everything's going to be pretty much in a mess. It's going to look like a mess. You know, there's going to be people working on top of each other, around each other, underneath each other. There's going to be no walls. Um, You're going to see the man lift. There's not going to be any elevators if it's on a multi-floor, whatever, low-rise, high-rise. It's going to have a man lift for sure because there's no elevators until elevators are built. And... uh, you're going to see something come from nothing, for sure. But pertaining to plumbing, uh, so on my first job, I didn't get to do the underground because I was sworn in kind of late. All the underground was done in the summer. I got in in September, so I kind of way surpassed all that. But um, yeah, so I, w- I was just in awe on my first job site. It was, it was huge. It was awesome. It was great. Um, <clears throat> but back back to the plumbing side. So what's going to be involved is... Your, so for me, I was instantly thrown into a lift. I had my safety harness. I was thrown into a lift, told to take pipe up, and, and, and that was it. It just... From there, that's 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 all she wrote, pretty much. But since I've been in for a little while, it's 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 definitely different uh, from from building a house. That's for damn sure. Um, so this pipe, it's it's going to come in all kinds of sizes, depending on the type of system, right? So the first week I was there, I was throwing up six inch. Uh, stainless steel with Victaulic couplings. Now, I, I didn't even know that that was plumbing work, but but it is because you're, you're connecting. It's got to be roll grooved, obviously, or cut grooved, whatever. And uh, but whatever. Yeah, the the size of it, I was like, and that wasn't even the biggest pipe I pipe I worked on. You know, you're you're gonna see it's it's heavy shit, so don't try and superman it, but. 
that's the whole point is there's all sorts of pipe going on. So the systems I was working on were storm drains, uh, bathrooms, obviously. And, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a shock if you've never done it before. But, uh, yeah, that's, so there's going to be cast iron, obviously, depending on, depending on where you live, or it'll be a solvent system, maybe ABS or PVC or yeah, whatever. Um, stainless steel. I worked on stainless steel also, uh, galvanized pipe. Um, but yeah, this, I call it the big boy plumbing compared to residential because, uh, I mean, these systems are just, it's, it's not just one bathroom, one sink, one toilet, right? Uh, it's, it's floor drains, sinks, or labs, floor sinks, right? Um, <laughs> what is it? Urinals, toilets, one piece, two piece toilets, uh, <laughs> you know, mop sinks, um, it's, it's great, the list goes on, you know, it's, it's so wild, condensate drains for, for the, um, for air equipment, whatever, uh, fan coil, uh, condensate drains, whatever, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just crazy, I'm getting, like, it, I'm, it's just crazy the sheer amount of systems that can go into these buildings, industrial, um, industrial plumbing has to offer. It's, it's so crazy. Like the systems are, are just amazing. It's just amazing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, so on, on those, obviously that, that pipe, if it's a heavier, if it's a heavier pipe, you know, bigger OD pipe or bigger ID pipe, depending on, you know, there's Dura iron that's, that's fucking heavy, but, uh, depending on how heavy the pipe is or what size it is, it's going to need to be lifted by a crane or brought over to you by a machine. Some kind of mechanical advantage is going to need to be, um, used in order to install it as well. Uh, but that's that's just the thing these it just shows you how heavy these pipes are or the size of them um i mean shit even six inch pvc is pretty damn heavy and uh if you're working with full sticks it's it's kind of wonky it's slippery right um but uh yeah <clears throat> And you're going to be working in high-rise buildings sometimes. You know, you may not be in a high-rise or, or a tower or whatever. But uh, also, to, to support that kind of pipe, um, you're going to need to have industrial-grade hardware and hangers to hang it. And your pipe's not going to be sitting on the floor when, when the building's finished. It needs to be out of sight, out of mind, and uh, somewhere accessible if it needs to be serviced. So... Um, like 10 inch cast iron, for example, on a storm drain system, which was crazy when we first started doing it. Even eight inch is crazy, but 
Um, those hangers are big and beefy. It's it's definitely not P-tape or plastic hangers from Home Depot. It's 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 iron stuff. It's heavy. You know, it's bulky and it's made to hold up that kind of pipe because those systems are are there in order for stormwater to be transported through to the ground, right? Or to the building drain. And um, obviously it's it's giant and it's got to convey a lot of water wastewater so uh the things supporting that need to be heavy duty as well right um unistrut strut nuts all that stuff is it's very tough shit in order to support all of that um now for the most part on on a job on a new construction job uh so you do need a license but according to the code you know the spec sheet would need to be followed in that instance on a job site i know i know it sounds kind of contradicting but that's how it would have to be on a job site because hopefully the plumbing engineer or the engineer who drew up the plans for the plumbing systems uh followed code and uh, I mean, if you didn't, it, it is what it is. That's that's on the contractor, whatever. But uh, following that, you do need to have knowledge on on your own, obviously, because you're a journeyman, right? You're a journeyman. You're supposed to know your shit, and you're supposed to pretty much be on autopilot. You you shouldn't have to. I mean, obviously, if you have to ask questions regarding to uh, certain dimensions or where the stub out's got to be or where, where the drain's got to be or where is it going to be. Um, you can ask questions, but I mean, for the most part, you're, you're, you're on autopilot and, and that's what makes, that's what makes it competitive, right? So, uh, you, you got to be able to know your stuff and, and know it well and kind of just do it on your own. Now, entailing that is, <coughs> so with blue collar trades, right? Excuse me. Start this up. So with blue collar trades, um, that's the whole point of an apprenticeship. They teach you, for example, math. So if you're rolling so in a rolling offset, it's it's pretty much you're just rolling pipes angles to dodge something that's in the way of the system. So you need to learn how to do that in school. You need to learn how to do your math. If you need to draw, you're taught isometric drawings. If you need a drawing, you can do that shit on your own. If the contractor asks for a drawing, you can you can do it just fine because you're taught in school how to do an ISO. But also with that, um, Offsets, takeoffs, you know, pipe makeup for threading pipe, all of that is taught, and you should know how to do that. Also, you need a, and these are just examples, weight calculations would definitely help if you're rigging something onto a crane. You need to make sure that the type of rope you're using is right, which is taught in school. Um, you need to use your safety factors to make sure that kind of knot that you just tied is good enough to hold the weight of the pipe that you're trying to rig up. That is also taught here. 
crane knots, rigging knots, you know, strong enough knots to where a crane can lift something up or a mechanical advantage. Those are taught in school and it's badass seeing things getting rigged up and and making sure everything goes right and just moving giant pieces of equipment with just a pinky or or a or a, um just a hand line or whatever uh it's it's just crazy seeing that kind of stuff and it's it's badass and it's cool it's part of the trade and that's that's definitely what you'll see in industrial commercial plumbing especially if you're in a high rise for sure you know um the other things are is is the science right i touched on this in the apprenticeship episode but the science of plumbing so the hydraulic jumps that occur at the bottom of a stack right what what can get in the way of that of a baffles and aerator obviously um just to kind of reduce that hydraulic jump also i mean water column how much pressure is on the bottom of that stack or on that fitting and and what you can do to kind of mitigate that pressure if so be it um Another thing is pipe sizing. You need to have the correct size pipe to convey all the shit and piss or bath water that people are flushing into that drain, right? It needs to be the right size for the right amount of people for the right building, right? So if it's a tall building, you need you need to make sure the sizing is right on that vertical stack or vertical stacks. Um, the other thing is, is becoming certified in certain things that are done on the job site so i mean welding sorry welding it's another trade that is it can also be controlled just like plumbing because nobody's doing welding i can tell you that nobody well not nobody but not many people are doing welding anymore and once you have once you become a welder you can control your market however you want because there's not many people doing welding it's it's not attractive enough you know maybe it doesn't pay as much as a white collar job but i mean who cares you'll you'll always be employed right you will always people will always have a need for you somewhere um and you can kind of control again it's your fate you can do whatever you want but that's so being certified, it, it keeps everybody's job safe. And what I mean by that is it determines um, who gets who, right? Who gets what kind of work. And that's where lines are not blurred when it comes to a union job site, thanks to that. Um, because you can't, a drywaller isn't going to be plumbing, right? An iron worker isn't going to be plumbing. Now, you that's, that's where it kind of gets... Uh, weird because if you if you have your welding certs you can weld steel beams as a plumber or pipe fitter you you can do that if you have your welding certs but i mean for the most part trades aren't going to be crossed and and same thing you're not going to see a plumber putting up walls or framing a wall or putting a drywall you're not going to see a plumber slapping steel beams together right so that's that that's in short uh, what's good about being certified in 
in your trade in regards to your trade so you can get soldering certifications right soldering's kind of the old school way now especially with pro press and i mean god forbid a plumber's using shark bite fittings but uh pro press and 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 what is it solvent systems especially you know like your pvc abs um but it, it's still a good thing to have because i mean if you're in a pinch you know you forgot glue you forgot cement oh shit what do i do oh you know um whatever i'll just use copper or something whatever uh you know how to solder copper you know how you ha you have that certification so hopefully you know what you're doing obviously if you if you got the certification it shows you know something right uh brazing certifications that's that's uh soldering at, at a higher heat right a very strong uh joint comes from brazing um and and for the most part that's that's done on what is it on the job sites i've been on it's it's uh what is that hvac that's right um but uh rigging certifications you get certified in rigging so you have to get that certification i think fourth year i believe and you will have that certification to to show that you know what you're doing when it comes to rigging something up on a crane rigging something up with a mechanical advantage you know what you're doing because you have that certification and it, and it keeps everybody safe too because if you have that cert you know it's it's going to come down on you if if something happens so you can't half-ass especially i hope to god nobody's half-assing rigging it's crazy but another thing is is you can cross train though if the opportunity is there so here in our hall we we just got a service building um built a new one so uh it's it's kind of cool to see that see where the dues went and yeah we got now we can cross train and service work that's plumbing service work so you can go fix systems that are already installed and and obviously they have a problem you can you can go to school you can go cross train for that another thing is is um hvac right you can cross train an hvac if the opportunity is there right you can go figure out how to whatever work on ac units if you want um gas so hopefully because uh, i mean in our school so in my current year my second year we have we're gonna have the knowledge of gas gas fissures and gas piping plumbing that's part of plumbing as well so say um say you have to go install a water heater right that runs off gas obviously um you could diagnose that problem so you got a buddy who's who's uh you know he he doesn't know anybody and he's not willing to to talk to anybody else because he knows you're in the trade i mean there you go obviously you know given the circumstances but i mean um you can go over there and fix it for him that's that's a plumber's that's that's a plumber's work as well you know a gas stove in the backyard maybe dad grandpa wants a gas stove in his backyard 
shit, you can hook that up for me. And you can't touch those systems unless you're certified for it. That's the good thing. Um, but the, you know, kind of c- coming to an end, I mean, the cool thing is being around different tradesmen, right? So being around different tradesmen, you get to see different views on things. Uh, you get to just shoot the shit, make a new buddy. You're, you're going to be seeing some of these dudes, especially if you're in a union, you're going to be seeing these dudes um, uh, many times, many times. But uh, that's the thing, though. I mean, um, getting to know others, right? Connecting with people, networking. That's the cool thing, especially seeing other millennials or other young people in a trade is it's cool. It's, it's really cool, man, because I know a lot of my friends aren't, or people I went to high school with aren't pursuing anything like this, and it's a, it's it's really good connecting with others, for sure, because you're going to be seeing these guys over and over and over and over and over, You're get, you're going to get to know a lot of people. The other thing is brotherhood. Now, don't get me wrong. There are definitely personality clashes on any job site. Any job site. But for the most part, hopefully, everybody's, everybody's, everyone's keeper. Those, those are also your brothers. They may not be in the same union, but those are your brothers, right? Um, the other thing is, is connecting with others. You may be around other trades in, in order to to um because uh job tasks are kind of mixed so an example of that is drains for an, an electrical box that i was that i was at a uh job at i i had a buddy who was working well with the electricians or the sparkies because uh there there had to be drains under those boxes and those drains are plumbers work so it's just good to kind of mix and mingle and and um get to know other people it's it's great for networking now the fun part is for sure is is cracking jokes making fun of others uh not making fun of others excuse me but just shooting the shit with others um and the and the cool thing like i said is enjoying watching something come from nothing that is is up there maybe top three things that is great about being in a trade for the new construction at least um it's just it's just seeing all that shit go from 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 literally nothing like bare earth or like uh from bare earth or or like uh like uh just rocks and stuff uh, just rocks or dirt or uh, something with no walls, a building with no walls on it. It's it's just crazy. It's the greatest feeling ever. Um, obviously, the friendships or drinking beer after work. Obviously, don't get shit faced to where it's where you're calling out for like a few days, or you come in hungover. If you're hungover, at least get some damn coffee or tell your foreman or whatever. But um, the cool thing is is the connections, going back to the connections and networking, is you get to know uh, 
other people in other trades. So maybe those guys might help you if you run into a problem down the road. And um, that's just the cool thing. But uh, excuse me one second. But yeah, that's that's just one. And these are just a few things that are cool about being in the trades. I mean, and, and it's badass, I guess. It, it depends on who you ask. But if you, you can say, um, you know, yeah, I'm in construction, whatever. Fuck it. It's like some people care, some people don't, but it's whatever. You know, when, whenever somebody's going to have a, pr- a plumbing problem, or uh, something that involves the trade, and then they get that quote, they're gonna be like, oh, fuck. You know, oh, I fucked up. Uh, do I really need a license for this? It's like, yeah, yeah, you do need a license for it. But, um, yeah, man, this is Sal the Apprentice. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Uh, I'm thinking, like I said, the, the next podcast might be pie fitting but i have yet to be on a fitting crew and i might ask a journeyman or something to be a guest on a podcast but i gotta figure out how that works because i still need a mic and man it's like to get a decent mic is like a couple hundred dollars and i'm not really feeling that but um yeah um until i get a website or anything this is the only way to reach me um, I'll try to put voice messages on or whatever. I, I think Anchor is the one that provides that, or I'll just send it. I'll just post the email. Yeah, I'll, that's what that's what I'll do. I'll just post the email in the in the description, in the podcast description, and and if there's any questions or whatever, you can just reach out, email that, and uh, I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um. And I will see you on the next episode.